Hi, this is Jay Ossing from Twin Peaks The Return. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. It's 11.59. Almost high noon out here in California. It's the third. What is it? June already? June. Isn't that crazy? Everyone's saying it. Um, ooh, it's a hot day in June. Holy shit, it's a summer day. Here I am in my in my ninja gear. Got my uh, Yachtly Crew mask on. My uh, Yachtly Crew hoodie. Going to the bank. Today's rent is due. Luckily, my sister has her half. And any day now, maybe. Who knows? Maybe within a week. I'd like to believe. I'd like to believe in a week. My... Employment will be here. Doesn't it feel good to be able to pay bills to get stuff off your back? I got three, I think it's three months of um, unpaid rent. So this, this unemployment check will take care of it. And then what I do is I just define it. I define that employment check, unemployment check, as I have in the... Pay- Oh my god, is Eddie Brandt's moving? Um, they... So, uh, you've probably heard me say this in the past, is that uh, I just reframe how I view the unemployment check. I define it as uh, getting paid by Wisefinger Lab for this stuff. We just had another sale today. God, it's so exciting. When you, when you see folks really digging your concoctions, really digging your creations, it's incredible simply incredible like I just I I'm beside myself it's just it's one of the most exciting things and knowing how deep uh, Samantha has just been working on all kinds of designs knowing how much she's been diving into uh Making these designs just excites me even more to see she's, she gets these ideas, bam, strikes the antenna, she strikes when the iron's hot. It's really cool. That's the way to do it. You strike when the iron's hot. just realized I went the long way I went the long way for uh, for the uh, previous for the viewers of the previous podcast you'll uh, you might remember that I had gone up to the bank a completely roundabout way uh, because my normal bank is closed 
So I have to hoof it. I have to hoof it for another... I don't know, who knows? Who knows how far? Who knows how far? But it's a beautiful day. It's important to get out. It's important to get out. I'm sitting a lot. I am sitting a a lot. A a lot. Wow, man. Isn't it interesting, the state of affairs... The state of affairs in Wise Finger Lab just keeps on rocking. I love seeing more and more of these participators on the uh, Wise Finger Lab um, Instagram. There are more and more of these participators. I like to call them experimenteers. Just sounds like such a fun name, experimenteers. Like the idea that... Because the whole thing, it's a... You know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's experimental uh, movies, it's experimental interactions. It's all about just, you know, seeing, seeing what you can get away with. So seeing, like, what kind of directions your inspiration will carry you. And as you find yourself continuing to dive into it, and you see how it all evolves. Man, it is just one of the most exciting things ever. One of the most exciting things ever, but it's, you know, it's that oxymoron. You got to just test it out first. You got to test it out first. In this case, we uh, began with passion. We led with inspiration and intuition. And we led with that. And then we allowed everything else to kind of take care of itself. However, if we would have gone, I do believe that if we had gone the other route, where uh, we set out to go, oh my gosh, we gotta, you know, we gotta, we gotta try to uh, uh, make designs that people will like. We gotta try to make stuff that that uh, like, if it was, if it was, if the if it was about the money, if it was. If that was at the forefront, like, we got to make money, we got to make money, we got to make money. The whole vibe about this would be far different. Far different. Because what happens then is that the vision gets very generic. The vision ends up getting very watered down, um, blasé, generic, mundane, just very, very watered down. And... You know, there's there's just no real perspective to it at that point. There's no real actual vision happening. It's all basically about uh, it's all basically about trying to appease some kind of hidden phantoms. It's all about trying to make these invisible people appreciate what you've got going on. It becomes a begging, desperate situation. Oh, please, please like me. Please like me. There's an interesting thing that Howard Stern, and uh, I've, I've listened to maybe five times throughout my years. Howard Stern, he would talk about how 
back in the day when he was being a DJ and he really wanted people to like him, he was very, you know, uh, sort of generic in what he was doing. But then once he really started becoming more and more of himself and carving his own vision and really speaking from uh, an intention, um, that's when people really started digging what he, what he was doing. That's when they really started paying attention because he had finally, you know, he had finally decided to embrace just what 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 he had what his perspective was and uh, it's interesting when you think about that idea I think we talked about this before you know that whole idea one man's trash is another man's fortune Um, one person's uh, genius insight is another person's just common common uh, uh, occurrence of ideas one person who takes, you know, let's say 15 years to come up with this genius idea and then they go hard at work and they work on this thing and they try to, you know, and they create this thing. And they're like, this is my greatest accomplishment to another person. They might already thought about that years ago and it was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's pretty cool. So that's that's another reason why it's, it, you know, it's like, why 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 do we have to compare... Um, our art to anyone else's art or to try to be anyone else they, they got their own perspective we got our own perspective you know it's just very very simple very very simple we are uh, not too far away from the from the bank Just gonna take a stroll along here. Beautiful day, by the way. You know, we keep hearing these, all this contradictory information. First, one of them says, you know, you gotta wear these masks on your face. You gotta wear those masks on your face. Others say, you need the sun on your face. Others say, keep that mask on your face. Others say, get some sun. Others say, just stay inside. Others say, go out to the beach, walk along the park. You know? Others say, only certain ages and people can get this thing. Others say, anybody can get it. And then you have folks who claim that they know what are the essential news sources to listen to. They know which ones are telling the truth. They know, well, whatever's being told right now is most likely going to get contradicted in the next five minutes. I'm realizing more and more since this is kind of a new thing, apparently to us Um, we're trying to figure out its behavior you know trying to figure out 
what is it really up to? What is it doing? What's it... What's its... Uh, what's a modus operandi here? You know? What's really going on? Let's see how the bank is today. And all I can do is think about... You know, when I'm out and about, all I can do is think about creating making stuff getting back in front of my laptop getting there close to my uh, uh, the iPad the uh, uh, the battery you know battery chargers and just FaceTiming with Samantha and she creates and I create and I just love it so good so good find something in your life that is completely satisfying find it and do a lot of it like satisfying I'm talking about just you know really dive into what you got see what happens I'm so curious let me know your stories uh, send your messages into inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com or you can even call the hotline at 561-203-9179 listen I don't have much time but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you can put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me, Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. Inspirato Projecto, this is man. Um, have you ever seen the movie Outbreak 1995 with Dustin Hoffman? I remember you saying that you haven't seen any Outbreak movies with viruses. Have you seen Outbreak? In a remote African jungle, a small monkey is captured. Bound for a pet store in America, the animal carries a deadly virus. I know that some of us have doubts about what we're about to do. We'd be less than human if we didn't. But the fate of the nation, perhaps the world, is in our hands. We cannot, we dare not refuse this burden. I'm confident that each of you Thank you for that message, Man Behind the Machine. No, I have not seen that movie. That trailer sounds terrific. I love Dustin Hoffman. I love monkeys. Uh, I love the band The Monkeys. Growing up, I loved Planet of the Apes. I haven't seen any of the new incarnations. Oh, I did see the Tim Burton version. I did see the Tim Burton version. I was happy they put Charlton Heston in there. Uh, I would love to have seen what Tim Burton's original vision for Planet of the Apes was before it was meddled with. 
you always wonder about that you know these these directors who have these visions and then and then they're messed with by other producers or the higher ups they're like no you got to cut that or get rid of this or whatever uh, i've never seen outbreak but i think i i think i must thank you for the inspirato what the heck is going on out there It's windy, so windy, but man, it smells so fresh. It smells so fresh out here. It's so bright, so beautiful. So fresh out here. Wow. Okay, so (laughs) this is crazy. Uh... While I was talking to Samantha, we went on FaceTime while I was talking to her. I felt a jolt in the house. And I looked on Twitter and people were going, earthquake, earthquake in Los Angeles, earthquake. Now, what's crazy about this is that I started a series on TikTok and then I and then I edited it from TikTok onto uh, into Video Leap. I edited it and then I put it up onto Instagram. And the series is called Earthquake House. I think I was talking about this earlier. Earthquake House. Um, you can see it on there under Inspirato Projecto. I put it in the stories. They're only 15 second episodes. But what's crazy, talk about manifestation of reality. Now I'm starting to wonder, should I continue with the Earthquake House story or no? No. Do I continue with that or no? Because did I manifest that reality from playing with the earthquake house? And then all of a sudden, bam, all of a sudden an earthquake hits Los Angeles. What the heck? Dude, I mean, that's nuts. Isn't it? And is it, isn't it? Well, how do you explain something like that? How do you explain that? So should I continue with the earthquake house? Should I not continue with the earthquake house? Is that just uh, 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 a fortune teller mumbo jumbo, psychic mumbo jumbo, you know? Or is this something to consider? It just seems so crazy. So I put up every day. There are more versions on TikTok. They go there first. And I dole them out. Sometimes I make two day. But um, I dole them out one day at a time on Instagram. They get sort of the edited version because I put the title card on there. Um, I usually I add the earthquake sound effect. So, yeah, Earthquake House, probably, I've probably talked about it before.
first time I met Gonzo, this is before he was named Gonzo, I was uh, coming back home from somewhere. And uh, I saw him behind, there was a door that was open and he was kind of tucked in there where the door was open and uh, I just put my hand up to him I wasn't sure if he was going to bite me or not but I was you know willing to make a friend and uh, we got along with each other really well and I ran inside and I immediately typed up a a message to all the tenants saying, hey, I found this cat. This is what he looks like. Did you lose him? And I was taping it up in the elevator. I was taping up near the entrances and exits. I was taping it up at every, at every floor in the elevators, in front of the elevators, in front of the building, right there at the door before you go out. So I was about to go into the lobby area. And while I'm standing out there, in came, um, I forgot his name at this point. He and his buddy came in and he was really drunk. Johnny, Johnny was really drunk. His buddy was sort of sober, trying to hold him up. And uh, I'm like, do you guys know anyone who has a cat? And the guy's like, uh, you know, this is this is the cat that's missing. I, I found him. I have him in my house right now. And if you know anyone who's got a cat, I'm going to bring bring this cat that I found over to him. Johnny goes, hey, Johnny, you're watching a cat, weren't you? I said, Johnny, you were watching a cat. Is it, is it, is he gray? Is he got black stripes on him? White on his feet? And Johnny was like, um, yeah, just, just no help. And the other guy is like, yeah, that's Johnny's cat. Someone must have let it out. Because his friends go in and out of his apartment when he's not home. And one of them must have left it open. I thought, man, why do you let people in and out of your house who are just going to neglect the animals that you're taking care of. And it turns out that Johnny was watching Gonzo for another guy who used to live in the building who was evicted. And that guy gave his cat to Johnny to hold on to while he found a place to live. So every once in a while, I'd go over to Johnny's house, and Johnny's house was not the best environment. The people he had over there were just... Once they had one beer, there were, you know, 12 beers in. You, you, they, 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 they went through those beers real fast, and they started getting into uh, arguments and started getting into fights. And whenever I was over there, I'd always pet this cat. They didn't really have a cat for him. they just call him Kitty. And so Gonzo would just kind of hide over in the corner, and I'd go over there, and I'd pet him, talk to him. And then one day, Johnny got evicted. He was always having tricky times trying to pay for his rent. He got evicted. And uh, 
I went to the apartment manager. I said, man, I got to get in that apartment. I got to get that cat out of there, man. He's got a cat in there, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that cat. And so I took a little Gonzo, and I vowed not ever to return him again. Um, I realized that was just not going to happen. I was not going to let this cat go into his clutches. So that's when I took in Gonzo. And then eventually what happened was a girl named Ashley, Ashley Gammon, who has since passed away. Uh, that's a whole nother story. But Ashley, she stayed on our couch for a while. And uh, she was the one who named Gonzo. She's like, you know, I feel like he would be a good, like, hunter. Like, what if we named him Hunter or Gonzo? After Hunter S. Thompson. There's a documentary about Hunter S. Thompson called Gonzo. And, and, and Hunter S. Thompson is called the Gonzo Journalist. And, uh... Hi, little guy. Hi, little guy. Um... So, we would uh, we'd play hide-and-seek with each other. It was so great. I'd hide, he'd come looking for me. He'd come, he'd jump. He'd tap his little hands on the side of the door, and then he'd run away, and I'd chase him. And then I'd go find him. Then I go run, and he chased me. And then when Jenny moved in with her cats, he taught those guys how to do it. He taught them how to play hide and seek. <laughs> it was so great. The the other guys they still they still do it with each other. Still play hide and seek. It's so cool. So uh, throughout the past year or so, Gonzo has gotten this little lump in his chest, and it's slowly grown. And he started losing weight. And we've taken him in to Jenny's vet throughout that time, and he gave us this thyroid medication that we give to him every day, once a day, and then it got to be twice a day. But the little guy, he wouldn't, he wouldn't gain weight. Let me pour some water in here for you. Here, here. As time went on, I started noticing that uh, this thing on his chest would get bigger, and we'd take him in there, and they would lance this thing. It had liquid in there. And he seems to be having such a hard time breathing. 
struggling. <laughs> and he started shaking his head around like it hurt him when he would eat. So then I started, uh, whenever I gave him dry food, I'd put water in there. I grind it up. I started grinding it up in that, uh, what is that? The, uh, little blender. So I try to make like a, make it liquidy form. And lately he's been, uh, kind of going off by himself. He's in my sister's room right now. Just find corners just to sit then. You just sit in there and, like he didn't want to be with anyone. He still doesn't. He's not looking at me. So the guy said that uh, Gonzo might possibly have a tumor, some kind of cancer. Maybe it's causing fluid in his lungs or something. It's so crazy when you, uh, Here's his breathing. He's having a tricky time. So now I'm at this dilemma. You know, what kind of quality of life does he have now? He's still responsive, you know? Little guy. But is he struggling? Am I going to have to put him to sleep? God, man. I'd love to be able to just switch over to a parallel universe where this isn't happening, where he's healthy and everything's cool. Man, I had these visions of uh, getting into like a movie studio and having these, you know, these long open hallways and just Gonzo just running around in there, having all this open space. <laughs> Every once in a while when I go out and I uh, put the garbage out there, we got these garbage chutes. Every once in a while when I go out there, he'll follow me out there in the hallway. You know, this is crazy because usually when I'm right there at the door, he's right there at the door. And this hasn't been happening for a few for a few months now. He just hasn't come out to the door. Or even when we have food, usually he, as soon as he hears us crack that lid of his wet food, he comes running out. It really hasn't been doing that lately.
Okay, so um, a couple of days ago, I ordered this thing called. Let's see. Let's see. I'm gonna read it. I just took a photo of it. Miracle Vet High Calorie Liquid Dietary Supplement. Ah, poor little Gonzo. So he's got this hyperthyroid issue. He's been taking those thyroid pills. It just has not been helping. So I looked online and I found this particular product and uh, there were lots of uh, reviews on there from people who had cats of their own that had hyperthyroid issues and that were basically on their deathbed, you know. Basically the vets had told them it doesn't look like your cat, your cat really is going to live much longer. And uh, they said once they started taking this stuff, the cat started gaining weight and started eating again. So, gosh, you know, if, 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 if that's what I can do for little Gonzo, for little Dr. Gonzo, his life and give him more quality of life then you know then that's definitely what I'm going to do I'm so ignorant when it comes to calories proteins thyroid how it all works together so I, I, I don't know what the intrinsic connection is there between the cat gaining weight and then their thyroid issue getting better. I'm not, I don't know what that is, what that means. So, like, does that mean if I get... Because the thing that set me searching for this was I wanted to find food, some kind of liquid food, um, that would help him... That would help him gain weight. Something with calories, something with protein... And so I looked that up and uh, I wanted to find something similar in the vein of the, the weight gainer supplement that I have. I've since gone off that because I, I just I haven't had money. I haven't got my uh, unemployment check yet, which I just keep waiting for. No one said anything about me having to go online and sign up and all that razzmatazz. It's funny, the stuff that you don't end up learning about until after you, after you do something. Let's see, how do I put it? There's a lot of that in life, like, like the DMV, a lot of like car type of stuff where you'll get. Um, it's like there, there, you, you get this consequence, this un wanted consequence that happens to you if you don't follow some sort of thing. It's like learning about the rules after you already do something and then you're held responsible for having to know those rules when no one even directed you in a direction of where those rules are or the proper protocol. So they'll do that a lot with DMV. They won't tell you certain things to, to like ahead of time They'll tell you stuff after you don't do the thing that you were supposed to do. So after you don't do a thing that you never knew about, 
then they scold you and you go, oh yeah, here's a fine, here's a ticket, here's this issue, you know, this issue we got with you because you didn't do that thing. You're supposed to sign this piece of paper and do this thing. And you're like, well, um, so help me understand, help me understand. So yeah, I went online, see if I could find, you know, more information about EDD. I ended up going on the website and then there was a thing on there that I had to apparently fill out or do something with that I ended up activating the uh, unemployment to start being sent to me. So we'll get that soon. And we'll get back on the weight gainer. But in the meantime, I'm uh, going into a pet store now to pick up a syringe. I'm going to get one of those syringes. You go and just shoot it right in the mouth. So I'm going to do that. Probably most likely mix the stuff in with his food. And uh, just we'll see what we could do. We'll see what we can do here. I'm going to get him some t- some good chewy chat- cat treats. Really, really chewy. And, um, yeah. Yeah. As any of you know, it's very difficult, you know, with your fur babies and obviously relatives. It's just, uh, it's a crazy, cro- you know, crossroads to be at where you're like, you have to make the decision of putting an animal to sleep or not, or even a relative. So we're going to see what we can do here with helping this guy out. All right. We'll talk more later. Oh, all right. So I just got out of the uh, pet store. Got some wet cat treats. He gave me some samples, some sample cat food. Um, I got some wet food. I'm just going to give specific stuff to Gonzo. I got some treats. I got a syringe so I can shoot the uh, fish oil down into his little mouth. It's basically a teaspoon, so I'll just feed him that every, what? How many times a day do you think? Two, three times? There was someone in there talking about three times a day they were doing it. And so, uh, I think I'll do something like that three times a day. And then in addition to that, so maybe what I'll do is, yeah, I just realized I'll, um, I'll feed him with the syringe. And then on top of that, I'll mix this stuff in with the food he's eaten. So that way... He, uh, that way he eats. And ideally, you know, this is what I'm planning is that once this issue is resolved, then, then, um, taking him in to get his teeth looked at. Because that's one of the reasons why they can't, uh, give him a, uh, like a dental surgery they can't put him under because his thyroid levels are still too low so you better you better bet I will be updating this with the new information and uh, I'd like to believe that if I if if I had an epiphany about this uh, it, it, it you know if I was inspired to do this 
then certainly there must be something to it. I mean, unless all those reviews are fake and just written by, I don't know, sock, what do they call them, sock accounts? So unless it's something like that, unless they're paying people to review it, I'd like to believe that these people are all genuine in uh, what they're saying. Trust that they're all real people who actually have cats that have dealt with these issues, gotten over the hump, and uh, are living happy, healthy lives. Wow. crazy I was listening to Abraham Hicks videos yesterday videos about death people talking about their dying dogs dying animals dying humans and uh, when we look at this stuff from the perspective of the universe this this what's going on right here is just a it's a play we're all characters in a play we're all playing we're all playing roles and these various roles have certain lessons that um, then teach the others around them uh, what to, you know, how to consider things, how to think, whatnot. And it says that when we come here, we actually make a, a decision as to how we're going to die. And so she was saying that a lot of times with these animals, she was talking about how you have a relative in the let's say in the hospital and, and people are there 24 hours and the relative is dying and the, and, and the one person who's supposed to watch the relative, they step out for a second to go get something at the vending machine. They go get a coffee. They come back. The rel- their, their, rel- their relative is dead in the hotel room. And it was like something where the relative was just waiting for the person to leave before they could just die in peace. With my old cat, Susie, Susie Blue, when she died, she died in front of my eyes. She... She wanted to be by herself, just like Gonzo is now. She wanted to be by herself. And she she crawled under the coffee table. I'll spare the details, but these animals, they want to be alone. When they're done, they want to make peace. She says that animals, since they're not tied to all of the thoughts and feelings and belief systems that we have towards death, it's like they're just you know the spirits that inhabit these animals are happy about being born into new lives you know, trying out new things and then I had to tell Gonzo, look, it's okay it's okay if you want to go it's up to you I just wish he could speak English so he could kind of tell me exactly what the hell. Would be really nice. Well, more later. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. As you can tell, it's deeply personal. This is for my future self to listen to. And any of us 
who know what it's like to call an animal our child and to do the best we can with growing a relationship with them and seeing them learn, watching them become educated, uh, seeing their little personalities, communicating. God, any of us, any of us who know knows what that's like knows the the difficult decision there is in having to put them to sleep um, or keep them alive is is the animal hanging on for us you know are they hanging on for us are they staying here for us are they just waiting for us to f- stop fussing over them so they can be free and boundless uh call me on the hotline if if you have an animal tell me tell me your animal story your pet story uh, did you just get an animal have you ever had an animal pass away um Call us on the hotline, 561-203-9179, or you can also, you can also, uh, you can also email audio to inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com, and I'll put it on here, all right? Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto.